This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's episode, I have the incredible Coach Kat and Coach Vanessa. Welcome, girls. So happy to be here. Hey. So happy to have you both. And today's topic is a big one and one that we get questions a lot over and a lot of people do worry about and that is dreaded weight gain and what we're going to do in today's episode is really talk about our own experiences um, when it seasons in our life and times in our life when gaining weight was kind of necessary in order for us to kind of move forward and hopefully this conversation is going to make you feel not so alone and for you to not fear weight gain as much as you maybe do currently. So. Let's kick start it. Now, we all have different stories and maybe what we could do is just give a brief summary of our own experience leading up to having to put on a little bit of weight um, and why we kind of needed to do that. Do you want to kick start things, Vanessa? Sure, happy to. So with my own personal weight gain journey, a lot of it was for my own hormonal health in terms of restoring my cycle after having HA for a long period of time. I had HA for three years, a little over three years um, before I got my cycle back. And along with getting my cycle back came a little bit of weight gain um, that I just had to accept. Yeah. And did you, like when you say, because I get a lot of questions like, oh, do I have to gain weight? And then can I lose that weight after? Is that just kind of stuck with you? Like it was that your body was just at a too low body weight or body fat percentage that you've just needed to up that and then it stayed consistent like that from now onwards? So honestly, I'm kind of still in it, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I've just now started going into a deficit for the first time since getting my cycle back. So it's kind of like to be determined if I'm being honest with you. So far, so good. But in terms of like, the weight that came along with my cycle and like my body fat percentage was just way too low. If I'm being super honest, like my body did not want to be where it was. Um, and the weight gain was like, it was very necessary. So I just want to go back because you've just said you've only now gone into a deficit. So how long, when did you first start like eating more and kind of gained weight to be able to get your period back? And then like, how long has it been that you've maintained that? Okay. So I, I started my reverse in November of 2019 and I went through with it until January of 2020. And then in January of 2020, I was like, you know what? I just can't do this. I'm gaining too much weight. And I actually did a lot of people unfortunately do. And I ended up doing exactly what I was doing before and just completely regressing on all the progress I had made. Um, I got one regular cycle and then I went back to what I was doing and I obviously lost it again. So, and I went through that entire year of 2020 Um, and then in November of 2020 or yeah, November of 2020, I was able to, um, reverse again. And I've been doing that reverse process up until December of 2021, actually January of 2021. So I spent 13 to 14 months, like not dieting at all. And actually in a pretty aggressive surplus. Mm, A good amount of time. And just for anyone that doesn't know what reverse is, reverse dieting and that's the process of increasing your maintenance calories so essentially 
you are increasing your calories at a slower rate to be able to bring up, usually bring you out of a deficit up into your maintenance. But if you've been under eating for a long period of time, it's to bring up your calories to a higher maintenance. And that's what Vanessa's done there. So that's a good amount of time. So Okay, so you got your period back initially. Did you a reverse diet, got your period back, but then felt too uncomfortable once you got it back. So you went back into old habits. So what was different the second time around? How come you were like, okay, with over a year of sitting at a higher body weight and Mm. didn't feel the rush to have to go into a cut or a fat loss phase? A hundred percent, just my my mentality going into it. Like, honestly, I very well could have, you know, done it right the first time, but like, did I actually want to, you know, get my period back? All that thing, all those things. No, because I would have, and I would have stuck with it. But my mentality going through my second reverse was like, am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Like, no, (laughs) obviously I'm not. So I need to fix something now. So down the road, if I do want to have kids, like I want that option. And it's just goes, it goes so much deeper than just like what my body looks like. It's like, it would really affect the rest of my life if I didn't do it properly. So Mm -hmm. that was a big thing for me. Like the mentality shift and like the waking that came along with this reverse diet was way more than what came along with my first one. So it's just a hundred percent, the mentality going into it, like just focusing on my strength and other things like that was super helpful. So you reckon having more of a performance goal had really helped shift your focus? For sure. I think I put every single ounce of my focus that was into my body image, into my training and getting stronger. And it's been a game changer, like absolute game changer. I would recommend it to anybody to do that if they're struggling with gaining weight. Yes. I love that. I actually think anybody should be focusing on that. Doesn't matter if you're trying to gain weight. Yeah. weight. I think where people go really wrong is that they, they equate exercise and nutrition to weight loss and that's it, or even weight gain. And that's it where mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that that's kind of a byproduct. So Really, when we see people that are super successful, they are the people that have a focus on some kind of performance or there's some kind of mental health um, benefit from working out that they enjoy or they just enjoy the discipline of doing it. And then the byproduct of that is the physique changes. But when people actually go into it with the mindset of wanting to change their body so they want to lose weight that's their only goal or they they know they need to gain weight those are the people that end up having a really hard time mentally because that's where all of their focus is constantly and as you guys would know progress isn't linear and so what happens with those kinds of people is they think okay well let's just say dieting we'll just use dieting as an example here they don't lose weight one week they get really hard on themselves so they've gone I've tried so hard I've restricted I've done all my workouts and they feel like they've failed where if their focus is hey this week I actually got three workouts done and in my deadlifts I was able to like lift an extra five kilos then what you're doing is you're shifting your focus and then that sort of really builds builds confidence in who you are because you can see that you're progressing in other areas that's the biggest downfall and even when it comes to when you know maybe you are at a too low body weight or body fat percentage and you need to gain weight just constantly eating because you think you need to gain weight or exercising in a way because you need to gain weight is also setting you up for failure and you're almost like allowing your mind to become absorbed and obsessed with that where if you can just shift the focus for some time set yourself some performance goals complete game changer as you have like realized yeah for sure and I think you make such a good point too like 
people do really associate like exercise with weight loss. And I think it's honestly, it's just such a toxic mindset to be in because in, in the grand scheme of things, if you're going to the gym, you want to be healthy. And like, no matter what end of the spectrum overweight or underweight that you're on, being super underweight is unhealthy. Like I'll be the first to say it, like you should not be somewhere where you're not getting your cycle. Like that's just not a good place to be. And I'll be the first person to be like, that's, that was not healthy what I was doing a hundred percent. Yeah. And I want to make a point on that because you can lose your cycle and not be underweight. You can lose your cycle and be in a healthy fat, um, healthy body fat percentage as well. It's all relative to you and to your situation because there is a whole range of reasons why girls lose their period. Yes, it can be because your body weight is too low or your body fat percentage is too low for you, which might look very different to somebody else. But it also could be psychological stress and that can come from exercising too much and purely too much exercise or the type of modality of exercise. We've had girls that have come to us that have been, you know, let's have a look at the BMI scale, which is not always accurate, but just as a guide, would sit in a healthy and I've had girls that have been overweight, no cycle. And that's because of the exercise modality that they've been using or the aggressive diet that they are on where they're not consuming enough food. So I just wanted to make that tidbit there. Yeah, for sure. I should have clarified. I should have clarified, but yeah, for sure. That's all right. Because I think people think, well, that doesn't apply to me. Like, you know, I'm not like emaciated. I don't look like someone who has a really bad eating disorder and I'm like malnourished. It, It doesn't work like that. Your body will perceive a stress if you are expending too much energy, if you are not putting, replacing that energy with food back into your body. Um, so Vanessa, how, like, what is the, the biggest positive takeaways that have come from sitting in a place where you've been over 12 months, maybe at a weight that you've thought that you never would sit at? What lessons have you learned during that period? And, and like, how has it changed your mindset around your body and your relationship with food and exercise? Oh, this is such a good question. I could talk about this forever. You might have to cut me off. Okay. Um, just, oh my God. So many things come along with like people associate weight gain with just everything negative. Like nothing's good. Life sucks. You know, you gain weight. Life sucks. Like all of a sudden, because you weigh more, but the biggest lesson is like, I think it's personally, you can't love yourself into, or you can't hate yourself into a body that you love. So if, if what you're experiencing deep down, you know, whatever it is, whatever you're going through, if you don't address that, it doesn't matter what your body looks like. And I think that's something that's been so helpful and such a big reason I was successful during this reverse diet, because my mindset going into it was completely different. And I was able to be like, no matter what my, how my body changes, whatever, I like who I am as a person. And that, and that like my body image doesn't matter. And that like grand scheme of things, that makes sense. So like who I am as a person is like, it has nothing to do with what my body looks like. And when you think of the people that you love in your life, like, do you think, oh, I love them because they have a six pack and like her arms are so toned and I love the way her legs look in those leggings or whatever it is. Like, absolutely not. You think about the person that they are. And like, I think making that realization and being like, you have to love yourself for who you are. Your body image just, is just like, absolutely nothing. It means nothing about you. And that was what helped me a lot. I love that. That's so right. And it's like when you're in a position where you know you need to maybe get uncomfortable and not be at a weight, that's to say that you feel comfortable at, it forces you to sit with those feelings Mm -hmm. and work through those feelings. And I was just thinking, it is the same in anything in life. Can I just tell you all, stop thinking once you hit X, you're going to be happy. It doesn't work like that. 
It's the same when you see girls who get, um, guys, anyone who gets into a relationship and they're miserable and they're just searching for that partner. They get into that relationship and who do they bring into that relationship themselves? And they'll get disappointed with that person because that person will let them down. You try to lose weight, you get to your goal weight. And do you really think life is just going to be magical and wonderful? No, I'm telling you right now, it's not. Same with people that are just wanting to get a position at a job. They get that position at the job. You know, maybe that's an achievement for them, but if they're really unhappy within themselves and they're trying to find these external things for validation to make them feel better because they think that's what's going to make them feel better or heal their relationship with themselves, they're just setting themselves up for failure. It doesn't work like that. You need to be okay with who you are right now. And let me tell you, when that happens... You will make decisions in your life that are going to serve you. Exactly what's happened with you, Vanessa, when you've gotten into that position, you've gotten uncomfortable, but you've made decisions for yourself and for your life that align with what you think you deserve. You're a good person. You deserve to look after your body. You deserve to feel good in your body. When you get to that place, the rest sorts itself out. Being in a season of eating in a slight surplus, you've just been able to focus on building muscle and getting like strong. You are so strong. I freaking love (laughs) watching your videos. You're like a little, I'm not sure. Like I always think of you as like a Jack Russell, which is like a terrible thing to say. (laughs) That sounds really bad. I don't know if you send it or not. (laughs) Well, look, they're really cute. The reason you remind me of one is because like you're tiny, but you're just like got such incredible energy about you, but you're, like I just, they remind me of being like really strong and just like so much energy. And it's like, that's what you are. I see like so much life in you. And now going into a cut is going to be so much easier. And imagine if you hadn't worked on that time of being at a heavier weight, where would you be now? Would you be in the same cycle of not having your period, hating yourself, using exercise and nutrition as a way to punish yourself? Mm-hmm. not being any happier but hey maybe you're at a lighter weight but it doesn't mean jack it's true yeah 100 percent. couldn't have said it better myself yeah all right miss cat coach cat yeah. let's hand it over to you tell us a bit about your story yeah so i think um honestly being under not yeah being underweight for a while just just struggling with like an eating disorder and just going through that, having a low body weight for the longest time. And so then, you know, losing my period, feeling like absolute crap. Also, you lose your personality too. I think I was so chronically underweight for so long. I never really realized what, what a detriment it was to not just me physically, but me like emotionally, um, you know, even as far as like what I was capable of doing, like even just like thinking, um, and being underweight, um, just, yeah, having a lot of just stuff like that, where, um, not only was it like physically like taking its toll, but it took its toll mentally as well. And so then doing a reverse diet, which is honestly one of the best things I've ever done for myself. Scary. It's a scary thing when you first go into it, especially when you've chronically been under eating, underweight, all of that. It's terrifying. If you've been wanting to diet or dieting forever, not dieting, doing the opposite of dieting, scary. Um, but yeah, just even like gaining weight in my reverse, you know, it's like, um, and it wasn't like this all at once, all of a sudden I gained all this weight, right? It was like the slow progression. And it's, it's kind of, I love that it was that way because it was like, there was hoops that I just like 
would 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 go through but it wasn't like all of a sudden like I had to deal with me having a bigger body it was like my body's a little bit bigger okay can I deal with that do I still love myself yes am I still me yes okay all right then it'd be I gain a little bit more you know you'd realize okay I'm a little bit bigger than I was before you know okay and it, it's not linear because there are moments when you're just kind of having a real crap day and you're like this is awful I hate this and you know but then, you know, you kind of get back at it and you remind yourself why you're doing it. And so um, weight gain for me, it's like it's too, it is uncomfortable. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's uncomfortable. Like it's it's not something that, you know, you would choose to do, you know, if you had the option between gaining weight and losing weight. Most likely, most of us, most of the time, you know, there are other there are circumstances, I'm sure. But for the most part, so like in gaining weight, you know, I think for me something that like really came up was just for so long, I put my value in being in a smaller body and it really, it one, it kind of sheds light to how sinister of a thought process that is. Cause whether you like to or not, you know, when you are like, like I was obsessed with having a smaller body, there's a part of it that bleeds into how you see other people. Now I'm not going to say that, Every person who is underweight thinks that overweight people are ugly. It's nothing like that. But there is a part of you that ties value to size. Um, Because you can't just do it with yourself and not do it with other people because it's an ingrained thought process. Like it's not just, it's not, it's not just for you. And even though like I would, you know, you would hate to say that. Like, and it's not like I'm saying that every person who like thinks that they look better in a smaller body thinks people in bigger bodies aren't attractive. But it is a sinister thought that does go deeper most of the time than what you would assume. So it's it's typically something that, you know, translates, you know, from inner to outer. Like you can't necessarily have it in one area and not in the other. And it, I didn't judge people for having a bigger body. That was never kind of like that was never a thought that I would dwell on or have. But I realized, OK, if I can't accept myself at a bigger body there's something going on there and it's not just with me, you know, it, it's how I relate to other people as well. And just kind of even realizing how culture and our society so favors, you know, people who are thin, you know, thin privilege or whatever, and just being able to step outside of myself and realize, okay, one, this has really affected me because I've experienced thin privilege and you know, I'm still like in a relatively small body, you know, and I totally am aware of that, but there was a, there's a part of me that it was kind of like in this process of gaining weight where it really just kind of started to root out those thoughts and really started to highlight areas in my life, in my world with my friends and family, where those thoughts weren't just dealing with me, where I realized, okay, like this is some work that needs to be done in me because it, it affects me. It affects everybody around me. And I don't want to have this issue. You know, I don't want to have this thought process anymore in relation to myself or anybody else. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what I'm hearing is it's a value set of yours. It became a value set and that can be shaped by society. And that's, as you were talking, it's so true. What I think is really good though, is I think the tide is shifting because let's go back like 10 years ago, there was such a focus on thinner 
now a lot of different bodies are accepted, which I think is really wonderful. But in the same instance, it's still like this unachievable, unattainable look that is portrayed as what we should aspire to. So maybe now it's like, yeah, it's all good. It's all good to be heavier, but, you know, it's got to be your butt and your boobs. It can't be around your midsection. And so we all know that that's not really how fat gain works, right? We all gain fat and we store fat in different parts in our body. And so all good to say, oh, yeah, you can be at a heavier weight, but do you fit into the mould that's attractive now? And what I think is really important is that, it depends on like really what you surround yourself with and the messages, mm-hmm. you know, your, your upbringing. So what you are told, if you've been around people that have been on diets, especially women constantly or have critiqued their bodies, then that absolutely is ingrained in you from a young child. Then if you are on social media, and this is what I do not understand, everybody listening, please, you know what, send me a DM and give me a really good explanation as to why on earth you follow incredibly, incredibly attractive women on social media. Oh, my gosh. Besides the fact of being drawn to it because they're hot and that you sit there and feel absolutely crap about yourself. I don't quite get it because even for myself, I can be scrolling Instagram and there are some beautiful people and I look at them and I'm like, okay, first of all, tip it. We don't know if that's what they look like in real life. However, there are some really like genetically blessed people that are just like a next level. You just think like, what planet are you from? You know, they're from like the planet of beautiful people and that's a really, really hard club to be in, right? And then I think if you are feeding your mind with these unrealistic images that you are never going to look like, you can't just look at that, appreciate that person's beauty and not have that make you feel bad about yourself. Mm, yeah. So oh, really, sure. really being aware of what you're fueling your mind with. That's feeding into what you were talking about, Kat, is the value set on what your appearance is and what you look like determining your value. And you can see people that are really attractive get more followers on Instagram or they get more followers on TikTok because they're hot. And we all like to look at hot people. Absolutely. Are they good people? Maybe they are and good on them, but you're never going to be them. So taking that shift away. And learning to accept who you are, like Vanessa's journey, I suppose, is like just being okay with like understanding, all right, this is where my body is healthy and learn to love that. Not even love that, learn to just like that and be okay with that and detach like what you were saying, Kat, your value and your, the way that you feel people are looked at and admired based purely on the way that they look because it's absolute bull crap oh for sure and it's so insidious too because it's it's everywhere you know and I love what you said because it's like why follow people like that you know if you're if you're on social media you know and and you get off it and you feel 10 times worse you know it's a key it's a clue something's wrong like something is not as it should be no that's so good and it's not anyone's fault sorry it's not anyone's fault I was gonna say we all do it Oh like, yeah. There's no way that you can be like, why do I just do this and feel bad about myself? If you're if you're given images constantly on a daily basis, which number one, probably aren't real because they're so photoshopped. And then secondly, are just of people that you feel quote unquote are better than you. Like, what are you feeding your mind on a daily basis? No matter like there's there's no surprise to me that you don't feel good about yourself. You're setting yourself up to fail in a way. 
Yeah. Something I want to touch on too, with like the social media thing, like you said, like you don't even know what these people look like. <laughs> like seriously, if you, we all have Instagram, you know, those filters look, sometimes they make you look so different and you're like, Oh my God, like I look nothing like this right now. And it's really easy to slap a filter over, you know, your face or do a certain angle or a lot of people honestly use Photoshop or Facetune or whatever it may be to make themselves look a certain way. And they're not going to put that in their Instagram caption. Like, of course not. No one would ever do that. So it's like just being realistic about like, Hey, what am I seeing on Instagram? And like, if something makes you feel some type of way, jealous, angry, sad, just, just unfollow them. Like it's, it's, up to, it's your control, right? Like you have full control of what you're consuming in a day. And if you're choosing to consume honestly toxic content for your mind, like at the end of the day, that's on you. You have to kind of take ownership. Be like, listen, this is not doing something right for me. I have to, I have to fix this. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And it is, it's so fake. I was at the gym the other day and there was this girl and I'm not hating on anyone, but I just want to give you an idea of what goes into these images. And she was doing this pose. It was like a booty pose, which I have no idea how to do, but it looked like she was about to break her back. I couldn't believe how much she was sticking her butt out and twisting like her lower, like her, her body around. So it just looked like her glutes were huge. And I just looked at her and I actually felt sad. I was like, you don't look like that unless you pose where you look like you're about to break your back and you're putting mm-hmm. that out for what reason? Like, what's the purpose in that? Is it for like attention? Is it, are you trying to uphold an image? I felt more sad for her that she felt she needed to do that. And it just really solidified to me how it's just, it's all so, it's so vain and shallow. <laughs> and yeah. vague. it's so vague. And it really is that external validation at the end of the day. Like you post on Instagram and you get, you know, all these likes coming and people are commenting, oh my God, you look great, whatever, whatever. And then you feel like I don't even look like that in person do I not look great in person? Cause I'm not, I'm posting a certain way and I'm, you know, doing this angle and then you're in your own head. Like, well, they don't even know what I look like. So you have to put, portray a certain image to feel accepted. And I think that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Um, but it's really social media, yeah. <laughs> like the toxic statement. Oh, for sure. I feel like weight too, is one of those things. Like if it is like so important to you like that, it, it's at the forefront of your mind and it really does permeate everything like social media, like constantly trying to figure out a way where you can project this image that you look this way. And it comes back to looks again and again. And I have to say weight gain, honestly, was the best thing ever for my personal growth. Like me, not, not who, what I look like, not my aesthetic, not anything like that, but it's like, okay. So it's like, in a way that portion of my value system was taken away. And what I was left with, I was like, I really need to work on this. Like I need to work on why I love me. Like why bigger me is just as important as smaller me and why, like what makes me, me and it's not my size. So what is it? And there's like so much room for growth there. And it's such a rich, rich journey. Cause if you can love yourself at any size, I mean, you are setting yourself up for so many wins just because that's the biggest hurdle. That's one of the biggest hurdles in life is do you accept yourself, you know, no matter what you look like, can you love yourself? Because that ultimately like changes how people respond to you, how you respond to people and everything in between. I love that cat. hundred percent. Yeah. You're so right. And do you know what it comes down to is sitting with the uncomfortable 
And that for some people is going to be sitting at a certain weight and looking a certain way. But for some people, it can be turning to alcohol, can be turning to drugs, can be turning to food in having to numb and distract yourself from the real hard work, which is I hate myself usually. (laughs) I don't like myself. And so, okay, if I just get obsessed with exercise and nutrition or if I sit at this really low body weight, okay, that's, that's making me feel somewhat in control. It's making me feel like I'm distracted with the actual sadness inside my heart. If I drink alcohol, you know, every night, that's going to distract me from how I feel. If I eat my feelings, that's going to distract me from how my, how I feel. And people run away from their fears and they don't want to deal with them head on. The issue with that is that at some point you need to, otherwise you will live a really shallow, unfulfilled, sad, sad life. And that's hard. That's the hard stuff. But it's just the reality of life. And the quicker you actually face your fears and you face the things that you know you need to address, the closer you are to overcoming that and having a, a really fulfilled, happy life. Yeah, I agree. And I think, too, it's, it's only fair that we mention this. Like, we all work with clients. It's not easy. Like, for us to come on here and say, oh, it's so easy. Like, just love yourself, you know? Like, and the world keeps turning. Absolutely, yes. But it's not easy. And I can be the first to say, like, every day is not perfect. Every day is not, you know, roses and butterflies and like, oh my God, I love myself because it's not true. And I know the clients we work with as well, like they have some hard days and like, we're here for them during those hard days and we're here to talk them through it. But I think it's only fair that we do mention, like, it's okay to be a little uncomfortable for a little bit and it's okay to, you know, kind of, I call it what we say here in, um, Uh, the United States, like just sit in your shit. And like, it's fine to not feel so like positive and happy go lucky every single day, especially in a phase where you're reversing or you need to gain weight for your health or whatever. Like, it's fine to just like cry it out if you need to do it or like whatever it may be. And like using a healthy coping mechanism, like, Hey, why do I feel X, Y, and Z like journal? Or like I said, like cry it out or whatever, instead of turning to those things like alcohol or food or drugs or whatever it may be like, just do the hard stuff that is not going to be harming you in a way, if that makes sense. So yeah, I just want to touch on that. Cause I think it's only fair that we do say and preface that it's not easy. It's not easy. No, it's not, but I think you get to choose your heart. And that's what I always say. None of it's easy. Hey, let's just be honest. Life is hard. Everything <laughs> of life, everything oh, in life is difficult. <laughs> life is hard at different stages of your life. Like maybe right now your focus is your weight. Trust me in 10 years time, it might not be, it might be this other huge issue. It's hard. Life is hard and you need to choose your hard. And what you want to think about is are the actions that I'm taking today going to serve me well in my future? Are they going to set me up for life to not feel so hard in the future? Or am I too scared to address what I know that I need to address? And like you said, Vanessa, sit in that uncomfortable now. So feel the pain now to be able to have freedom in the future. And that's what it comes down to. And yes, it's difficult. And it actually takes a really brave person. And just on that point, we every single one of us worked with a coach through this process. Mm-hmm. You need to work with a coach through this process. It is too hard to do on your own. You need accountability. You definitely need a plan in place in order for this to be successful. And you need to be educated along the way. If you're thinking you can do this on your own and you're struggling, you're not going to be able to achieve the results that you want to achieve. So having that support is really, really pivotal. Oh, couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's very hard to be objective with yourself. Like, especially as you are going through a reverse process, like it's very, very challenging. So I would recommend anybody getting a coach for that process specifically as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much, Coach Vanessa and Coach Kat, for jumping on and sharing your story. Um, I know a lot of people are just going to relate and we just really hope that this gives you I guess like the motivation to keep pushing forward or to actually make the decision that you know that you need to make today for your health long-term and just know that you're not alone and that there are people there that can support you through it. And we would love if you're in that situation, feel free to reach out to us, send us a DM um, on Instagram. I will link the girls, the coaches Instagrams in the show notes as well. We'd love to be able to support you, but thank you both so much for jumping on. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I know this is a really big topic and something that a lot of you struggle with. So I hope this has given you a bit of hope to let you know you're not alone and not to fear weight gain so much. Now, if you enjoyed today's podcast episode, I would love for you to share this with a friend, screenshot it, pop it onto your stories on Instagram. Make sure to leave us a review, a five-star review if possible, and a written review. I love reading them. All right, guys, that's enough from me. I will be back here next week. Big love, Coach Tash. Oh, 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 oh